Hey friends, I go by Chavid Ding. Yo fam, I'm Dime Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't Shavu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 12. In this episode, I recap SF Restaurant Week and some East Bay pop-ups. We got the juicy bits, including a man catching hands for making his roommate's Cap'n Crunch stale. We got an interview with Al Pastor Poppy, Miguel Escobedo, a new sauce on you, and more. Episode 12, Never Question the Flavor. Yeah, yeah. Holla, bitch, sit down. Be hungry. Holla, bitch, sit down. Be hungry. Salsa is red and cheese is blue. Happy Palentine's Day with the Sit Down Be Hungry crew. Hey, that's well, so beautiful. <laughs> uh, cunning linguist amp over here. Dime piece. <laughs> um, this is Dime Piece. This is Chava Dang. Welcome to episode 12. Episode one away from Baker's Dozen. Yes. Because I already got called out on the Instagram story for that. Recently. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> That was just a quick petty shout out. You have a real shout out this week. Yo, so I've been going to Halal Wings Plus for two years now, I think. And this last week we went, me and a couple of uh, the Halal Wings Plus uh, club members. Familia. Familia. <laughs> we went and I want to shout out to Pedro. Yo. Um, it was the best wing set I've had since day one. Salt and pepper, right? Salt and pepper was the winner. Got the usual suspects, lemon, spicy lemon pepper, garlic parm, mango hobs, and the salt and pepper. The salt and pepper was the winner this time. Shout out to Pedro. Vote for Pedro. To the point where like, I wanted to go meet the guy. You took a picture with him. I took a picture with him. So if you go to my Instagram, at A-M-P-H-A-M, you can see Pedro. So that when you go there and you scope the scene and you see him, then you know you got to sit down and eat. Well, you were going to anyways, but yeah. you're already but in there. <laughs> what was really cool is the guy uh, at the register, he came to us and he was like, hey, that was really nice. And uh, our homie Jug was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, do people not tell you your food is dope? And he was like, yes, but no one really like wants to thank the chef. So that was really sweet of you guys. And then we went again <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> and then Pedro was there. And it was nice that like I had eye contact with him. Oh, you had a smiled. moment. We had a moment. Oh. So I will forever cherish that. Vote for Pedro. Vote for Pedro. And sponsor us. And sponsor us. Yeah. Um, just like every show, though, eating way too much amazing things lately. I'm still pretty full. We always full. Yeah. <laughs> Stay full. Uh, especially on Saturday. Post Provo and I hit up like three pop-ups in succession. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, my highlight from Saturday, though, was uh, this barbecue one that I went to in Oakland. Um, shout out to Matt Horn of Horn's Barbecue. I was really impressed. So um, it's San Francisco Beer Week, but that also means all around the Bay Area, there's beer events going on. Um, Post Provolone lives near Ale Industries in Oakland, which we go to often. And just through some Instagram digging, um, this barbecue pop-up came up to me, and we just went to scope it out. I got so full. You know, you were saying that you, know, that you need it helps. AJ yeah, I actually put in the group chat like, and well, because we we do we we got our portioning so wrong. We each got a three meat platter, and we like did our damage. And then by the time we looked down, there was still a three meats platter about left. So we probably could have gotten so just one and shared it. I mean, it looked really good. It's just for me, like I have loyalty to native sons. Oh, I do too. But I, you know, I like dipping in all all, <laughs> all the sauces. Uh, well, actually, not too much because he didn't need much sauce. Um, no, shout out to Marvin Renita's son, too. Also, one of my absolute favorites. The best. The best. Yeah. Okay. No, this one was fantastic, though. Um, 
There are little details that I just really liked about it. Of course, good smoke ring. It came with pickled onions and pickles, which I really like with that kind of style of barbecue, which I don't get at every place I go, so that was a nice touch. You know, the only thing missing was like a slice of white Wonder Bread. Uh-huh. Uh, but I didn't need it. I was already too full. Sides were on point. The greens, good tanginess to them, and there was chunks of turkey in there. Nice. Uh, mac and cheese had some bacon in it, and then a really good, not too mayonnaise potato salad, and like a little, not too mustardy either. It was good balance, and it was more soggy like mashed potatoes, which is what I like more. I hate hard chunks in my mm-hmm. potato salad. So got way too full with that. Actually ended up, yeah, going in the group chat, asking if anybody could help. <laughs> Shout out to the homie Neil. He had just woken up. He was like, I was about to go run some errands, but I was like, well, I got barbecue for you. I'm going to go run, like, run and get barbecue Yeah, he's like, I'll be there 15 minutes. <laughs> He came through and then the homie Albert came through and then they helped us out. And then it was so good, Neil went back up to order more and ended up getting the last order of brisket. Oh, that's awesome. So the Bay Area is not necessarily known for barbecue, but I think the scene is really stepping it up here. That's awesome. Um, I've not been to Texas yet. I know Flan has been, but now I think I have kind of a good reference point of when I actually get to go have the real Central Texas thing in Texas. And then after that, went to Miranda. Shout out to the homie Methods. He's starting a new hot dog hustle, uh, the Papito Dog. Papito Dog. Papito Dog. Um, So Rob's background is Colombian. Yes. And so it's a Colombian style hot dog. I think it's smart because he noticed kind of a gap in the market. Yeah, I mean, there's just not... There's a plethora of street dogs. So like, I've been to Colombia and Colombian food is very much similar to other foods that you've had. So there's not... Nothing out of left field. Exactly. And there's not outside of Colombia, I I don't know of any Colombian restaurants, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's really cool for Rob to bring the street style of this dog. It's a fun side hustle. Because like I was saying, um, you know, being in California and being that a lot of us go out at night, when you get out, there's almost always a street dog vendor outside. You know, um, for the listeners who don't know, it's a bacon wrap hot dog that's just on like that, that that rollable portable griddle thing they set up with. And then it usually comes with like sauteed onions and peppers and just a normal bun. Sometimes mayo, sometimes other random condiments. I do like that some of them are taking a card now because that's always a struggle too, yeah. is making sure you have like a five or a 10 to cop yeah. one or two after you get out. But we've got those everywhere. Yeah. So... You know, being that the homie is starting up doing a different style, you know, I like the variety. It was really good. Um, so I, I haven't got to try Rob's yet, but from what I know, having it... And so when I went to Colombia, I, I FaceTimed Rob, and I was like, I'm in Medellin, where do I go? Yeah, yeah. And he told me the spots, and, and it was great. I mean, I like texture. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool, like, the Iceland dog and the Colombian dog share the same... Crispy potato crunch. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, I'm uh, sorry. Iceland dog does the crispy onions. Oh, nice. The Colombian I know that. does the crispy uh, potatoes. Crispy the, something at least. Cr- crispy. Uh, I think it's a shoestring potato. Yeah. So since method, he's still kind of like in the beta stages right now. It's just crushed up chips. But um, I'm hoping he does the actual potato straws coming up soon. So for the listeners that also don't know what's in a uh, Colombian dog, it's the crispy chips. It's got a bed of cheese on the bottom that line the bun. It's got the the sausage, which I feel like is more garlicky and a little more lean than like a normal milder. American hot dog, mm-hmm. and then like a mango kind of a salsa sauce that you put on top. It's a pineapple. Pineapple, yeah. The yeah, main yeah. sauce is a pineapple. Yeah. Um, and I think you could have it all different ways because I remember having, and I thought it was too much, but I was like, I'll have it the the works way. Yeah. And it was, it had ranch, hot sauce, pineapple sauce, barbecue sauce. Oh wow. And the piña and the potato chips, and that's what we had. That's what I had where at the spot that Rob told me to go to. Yeah. Next step is like I go with the real one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in America, we're fucking up with our hot dogs because... I think we feel entitled because we kind of popularized it. Yeah, but like, dude, Iceland, they have all their toppings underneath 
the hot dog yeah. so that none of it falls out. That's just genius. That's genius. That's genius. They have cheap airfare and they have <laughs> but everything else properly, thought through, yeah, pro- properly thought through but hot dogs. But like, you know, putting the cheese on underneath the hot dog for the clovering dog, that's smart. It's ge- and yeah, it keeps it from moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm glad he's bringing it to the Bay Area. So I'm excited to try it. It's only going to get larger. So um, he, is is he doing it every Saturday at no, Miranda? No, um, it's still kind of whenever uh, things work out for it. So as far as I know, this is only the second time he's done it. And yeah, right now you can only get them at the Miranda in Oakland. And yeah, just so follow us at, um, at methods underscore one or something. Uh, I'll, I'll something post like this that. tag yeah. on the thing as well. Or uh, the Miranda Bar in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, we do a night over there called First Class where uh, he also spins. So you can also hear music from him and eat something from him. The Papito Dog. Yeah, look for it. It's going to come out more this year. So, yeah. You got to um, partake in a three three restaurant week places? Oh, <laughs> so caught you up in the barbecue. You forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, my bad. We're going to go in reverse order because a couple days before that, um, shout out to my friend Kristen who we like do a quarterly catch up and just eat random food. Um, we hit restaurant week every year, and this week uh, we went to two because last year um, Oakland Restaurant Week came about the same time, and I was like, hey, you just want to do one Oakland spot and one San Francisco spot? And she was like, yeah. So this time we missed Oakland. We were just too late to do it. So this time we're like, let's just do two San Francisco ones this time. I thought, I thought you did three, but I guess two. I was no, just wrong. two. I don't know. It was all a blur anyways. Um, so the first one we went to, I think I briefly previewed last show, is I went to Umakasa in Noe Valley. Shout out to Antelmo. That was really good. I love it. It's um, Portuguese yeah. food. And Antelmo is from the Azores Island, which is a lot of uh, seafood-centric. Yeah. And I know about him because of our friend Alicia, and she's loves Portugal and loves that she's from the Azores. So Antelmo is originally... Um, he started doing pop-ups, but he was the general chef de cuisine of Tacolicious and San Pancho in the Mission. And once his pop-up started gaining notoriety, he was given the opportunity to open up Umakasa in Noe Valley. It was packed. It's a great restaurant. Oh, it was. I was impressed. I can't wait to go back with you because you're like, oh, come back with me. I was like, yeah, I'm super down. Because even the restaurant week menu was really nice. Um, the caldo, the soup was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, really mild, good starter. Not too crazy with flavor, which I liked, actually. I liked that it was subtle. Um, the bacalao, of course, was the star. So good. Which, you know, it's salted, dehydrated, and rehydrated cod. And it just gives it this cool texture that you can never get from f- fresh fish. And being a big potato person, it's like that with uh, the hard-boiled egg and like the crema on top. Oh, my God. It was... What I liked, because... Um, so, Chavit showed me the menu before going. And a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of times of these restaurant week or dine about town dinners... Um, you know, folks are getting to go eat at these places uh, on a on a budget, I guess. Not yeah. a budget, but it's like a cheaper. Or cheap, it's giving you more of a reason, like yes. a special. It gives you like a and occasion. So a lot of times, they're not showcasing like what they're known for. Yeah. And so I was really glad to see that Umakasa was um, putting out what's available, like what um, I think their best dishes are. Yeah. Oh man, and oh, I forgot the grilled mackerel is insane too. Yeah, and I got all that for yeah, a good deal. It's a good deal, yeah. But yeah, hit up Umakasa. Hit up their brunch is dope. The food is excellent. Let's I, go back I, for brunch. I love it so much. I love that every show we talk about food field trips and we go yeah. on them when we can. I mean, so I'm down for this that's one too. all we do when we hang out. <laughs> yeah, or do this. Yes. Which, we, in case we do, we go eat afterwards anyway. <sighs> and then after being full from that, the next day, literally the next day. <laughs> We went to room 212, which is kind of like on the edge of Chinatown. Um, they're slightly a newer place, um, a little smaller of a venue, but they're just doing uh, inventive Asian food. Uh, shout out to our friend Kat. Uh, she works down the street, so she also gave me a good cosign. Uh, my highlight was uh, they had foie gyoza. Nice. Those were cool. It came with like a mango sauce, um, 
There was enough taste. I could taste enough of the foie, but I also could taste enough of the other meat and pork, whatever else it was mixed with. Nice. Um, had a good fried rice there. Uh, the drinks were really awesome as well. I'm really bummed out that you didn't recreate that photo. Which one? Wait, what? And that photo is what I'm talking about. If you go to the restaurant's Yelp page, it's like photo oh, number two oh, of, the getting... gr- of the girl laying like arched back on the bar getting a drink poured in her. I don't have that much dexterity, <laughs> and it was only a Wednesday, so those all reasons meant that I wasn't recreating that photo. <laughs> but no, even when I talked to the people there, they're like, oh yeah, this is the first time we tried Restaurant Week. We kind of didn't really know what to put out. Um, I thought it was a really well-covered menu, and you got a lot of good proteins and ingredients for the price. Nice, nice. So um, maybe look for photos of those coming out in future posts as well, too. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach needs to know about. All right, what do we got on this? So uh, (laughs) the first thing we're going to talk about, it's from Pop Sugar. Uh, Cheetos gets a gold medal for these limited edition white cheddar curls. Hmm. It's limited time. It's the Olympics. Um, Chester in the front is throwing a curl into his mouth while curling. I feel like they already had these out. They, like they just they just changed the bag. I don't really fuck with white cheddar stuff when it comes to the snacky things. You know what though? Recently, remember from last show, I had those like white cheddar jalapeno joints from them. Those were pretty good. I don't remember. I just finished the bag like the other day. That's why it's fresh <laughs> in my head. No, I agree with you. And actually, my I like the puff shape, but mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about like the Cheeto family, I like the more compact. Satisfying crunch of the not puffy variety. Agreed. I'm not a huge puff fan. But, I mean, I think this is pretty cool. The Olympics are very popular. Yeah, I, I haven't I, watched any I yet. Fucking I fucking you... love the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it talks about the figure skater on here that just. Shout landed. out to Mariah Nagusu for becoming the first American woman to land the triple axle. She's definitely listening. <laughs> yes. I really hope so. And also, none of the athletes are probably eating these Cheetos. Um, You know what? In my ice skating days, for those who don't know, I skated for nine years competitively. I ate like shit. Because mm-hmm. I could. <laughs> <laughs> and it was when I quit skating, those habits didn't die. And I was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> At the liquor store near the skating rink, all the skaters had a, uh, a tab. And all of our parents would come pay our liquor store tab at the end of the week. And mine got revoked because I was buying pogs and slammers on my account. And my mom was like, nah. You can't eat those. But I was eating shit like cup of noodles and throwing popcorn and hot sauce in it. That sounds awesome. I know, but like, you know, you would assume like I'm training and I'm eating a really healthy diet. When, you know, when you're that young, like you really can eat anything. Yeah, and you're fine. And you're fine. I, I think this is a smart. <laughs> this is a smart collab. I, I'm a big fan of terrible puns. Yes. And being that these are cheese curls, and it's they specifically did with curling. I I can appreciate their marketing team for this. Um, it comes with a video, which we're not going to watch right now. But shout out to Cali Swag District for teach me how to dug in, still staying relevant. What they've done is they've made a music video called Teach Me How to Curl. They partnered up with YouTuber Todrick Hall and pro football players Vernon Davis and Ladanian Tomlinson to show everyone the curl dance. You know what? I, I, I mean, we're not going to watch the dance now, but I think that is a smart idea because I think curling is one of those sports that's a little harder to kind of know the rules and to figure out. I don't understand it at all, but I I, get, I know that it's in the Olympics. I watch it. I really don't know what's going on, and I think it's hilarious. It's the, it's the event that's on that you fall asleep to? I mean, during the Olympic times, I watch everything. Like, like events that I normally don't care about, I, watch. Love, I watch because it's the Olympics. It, these yeah. are the people that are like, the most dope at doing this and they're doing it and that's that's pretty cool yeah and cheetos wanted to capitalize on it <laughs> although like cheetos there's yeah it's the, the bag it just keeps staring at the bag it's mad interesting i'm like the so chester's wearing a scarf 
And it like resembles the French flag. Well, and it's I'm just because not... it's red, white, and blue. Yeah, but I don't know. That's also the Russian flag, like reverse, or the the flag of the Netherlands, <laughs> reversed. There's a lot of red, white, and blue flags out there. So, this so it's is... pretty non-part part. Yeah, part I particular, guess. I which guess. Is pretty smart. Um, so these are limited time only. So if anyone's out there that's into white cheddar, buy some and set or let like, us know how you feel. I, like, I, I don't think I'll personally go buy these. I like white cheddar cheese. It's I mean I like no. white cheddar in my snacks. It's just nah. that I think the idea of them is really smart, but the actual flavor itself isn't like unusual enough to make me want to try it. Yeah, for I sure. think there's plenty of other already snacks that are like this out there so i don't need to get it for this bag but this is a good effort like i said i can appreciate the pun so it says in support of the u.s curling team so i wonder if any of the other events have like a, a food collab their, their own bag a, well not just necessarily um snack with collab. cheetos a snack collab. but a snack collab somewhere else mm. we'll yeah, do some more research after yeah, this yeah yeah definitely i need to figure out what the ice skinny snack is because <laughs> that's my favorite there you go <laughs> so this next one comes to us from the daily breeze la local news source costco stores in tustin i don't know how to pronounce this other one pacoima okay <laughs> are testing computerized food ordering kiosks so i don't have a costco card anymore so i only get to go and i can go with someone i did notice recently that well there are some of the costcos where you can eat with the foods outside so you true, can still walk up true. And yeah i don't know i'm not familiar with these costcos so like the costco here in sf like you can pay for it at the register and just go pick it up i guess that's kind of a version of what they're testing with this then so they're setting up uh, it says imagine a churro hot dog and pepper in about a minute. No line, no wondering where to shove your cart full of goodies while you wait. The self-serve kiosk at the Tustin District location was installed two weeks ago, a Costco employee said on Sunday. So far, it's been a great success and wait times have been cut substantially. So I'm not super sure. Do you have to have a Costco account to buy Costco food? Like Costco, like snack food, I guess? Snack food? You mean like, not snack food, but... but like, um, Concession food. Concession food. No, I don't, well, at least I can only speak on like the one in Sacramento. Um, it's outside, so you can just walk up and go go get your Polish. So maybe you don't have to. Well, this one, the pic, they have a slideshow in the article that shows the rig, and it looks like it's inside, though. Food court, self-serve. So it looks like you walk up to the to the kiosk, and you swipe your card, and you pay, and then you still walk up to the window and pick up. So kind of like the register, like you said, at the ones you're familiar with. But you don't have to wait in the heinous line. That's very just true. Just for that $1.50 hot dog and soda deal. That's mainly what they're selling, probably. I mean, let's be honest, pizza's not that great. It's all right. It's, I think it's it's a fine slice. Yeah, but <laughs> but given between that and the Polish, I'm going with the Polish every time. Yeah, I mean that's more bang for your buck. Yeah. I, I'm also I'm a fan of the chicken bake. Uh, uh, see, that's another. I'm not. I into like them. the chicken bake. It's so don't, bland to me. I don't like the chicken bake when you buy it at, in the frozen section. Oh, and you it's not the same. It's not the same. When you reheat at home, I, I'm down with the chicken bake. Uh, I'm not into. When I them. used to go to Costco, I would buy all three items and I'd eat it maybe the next day or for yeah. dinner. You know, I'm, for that moment, you have to eat that Polish dog. Yeah, you just have to. I'm kind of a fan of their uh, the ice cream bar. I haven't had the ice cream bar. I've like, had their churro. The soft serve is good in like a fake way. That berry smoothie is pretty tight. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's cool. But no, I'm I'm into the that's my go to is the Polish and the the ice cream bar. I don't know for some reason the almonds they get are like really good. I like the almonds on it. Almonds are pretty good. You know, it's funny. One time, so this is like maybe the second year living in the Bay Area. Me and a couple of friends, we went to uh, Folsom Street Fair. Oh, that's where the Costco is. Pretty close to there. So one of our friends was newly dating this girl, Hey Wing, and so. But he also like still wanted to kick it with the homies, so he hung out with us, and then like was like, "All right, I gotta go." But he only hung out with us for like twenty minutes. Ooh. But he didn't want to say like, "Well, I have to go meet this girl I'm dating." Aww. So he was like, "All right, I gotta go." And we're like, "But you drove us here. How are we gonna get home?" He threw forty dollars at me, <laughs> <laughs> and that forty dollars I used to buy 
everyone food at Costco. <laughs> I was just going to ask how you're going to tie that together because yeah, so. that didn't seem like it was going anywhere relevant to this and you just like, brought it back. You could buy sausage at the Folsom Street Fair, but not That's for overpriced. A, yeah, not, not Costco for a price. Dollar. And it was right there. So yeah. we took that money. We went to Costco and we bought everything on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, let's try everything. Just making it rain. But no, this seems like a great idea. I, I mean, the automated food thing is kind of becoming more of a trend. Um, I don't know if you've been. I've taken Flan Reyes way back in the day. Uh, I'm a fan of local chain uh, Itza. It's like the you walk up to the kiosk and you I order. I haven't been. It's, you might not go. It's only vegetarian, which is also maybe why you haven't been. <laughs> Probably. Uh, when, I want, when I'm trying to be better for myself during the weekday. But you're not a fotarian. <laughs> not, I am, or no, I am an actual one when I go here. Um, True. You can either build your own. They got pre-made ones, but it's cool. So you you swipe your card at the kiosk and you go through like the app building your bowl or whatever, or pick a pre-made one. And then um, there's like a big uh, screen up top with like a queue showing everyone's name. And then there's just uh, a bunch of cubbies at the bottom. There's there's no one working there, besides uh, like the person that just makes sure you know how to use the iPad. And uh, just when it calls your name, it tells you like, oh, your food's in this cubby. So you walk up to your cubby and you just tap it and you, you just grab your food and you leave. So it's good for those people that don't want to talk to anybody. True, We talked true. about that. On a, there was another topic on the show earlier. We talked about that too. Yeah. So like this, so with this whole system, it's no cash. And they said they tried it on a Sunday at, a, at the Tustin location and ordered a chicken Caesar salad, a hot dog, and a soda. And it was two minutes from beginning to end. Wow. Which is pretty efficient. That's really good. That is, and we've talked about this before with other automated systems, it depends on the user. Yeah. Like, because this, this system works great except for user error. Yeah. There's always going to be someone that fucks it up on Sunday. That, that's like <laughs> when you're in a rush to Or they'll leave. like break the system or something or make it crash. No, that's <laughs> like... They keep on tapping the screen. <laughs> yeah. But like when I go to Eatsa, there's the only person there is to make sure you know how to use the, the screen. Yeah. That's about it. You walk in and get your stuff. I mean, I'm even at the point now for that, that I have the app and you can choose the pickup time. That's Maybe if they cool. add that, that'll be more of a game changer. Like you start shopping and then you put your order in so you can just walk them and get it when you're checking out. That would be pretty sick. No, this is great. I mean, like Costco is all you you choose your stuff you're going to buy and then you wait in line. That's what always that's, happens. That's how just mostly shopping works. Yeah, true, true. So this is a nice way. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not really going to Costco unless I'm buying alcohol because I don't need the card. Or I'm going to get some food. There you um, go. So this would work out in my favor, actually. <laughs> so do you hope they bring it up here? Um, I don't go to Costco enough. Yeah, to I've, do got, it. I've got one on my side in Richmond. It makes it makes no difference for me actually, mm. but I'm I'm down to go have a hot dog. I've had one in a while from Costco. Yeah, actually, I haven't either. Quite delicious. Okay, then we need to go get one soon. Okay. <laughs> so our last bit is from Extra Crispy. So crispy. Uh, Alabama <laughs> Extra Crispy is actually what it says. Yeah. Alabama man assaults roommate over stale Captain Crunch. Yo. So it's actually not Extra Crispy, <laughs> no, right? No, no, it's stale. <laughs> it's stale. No longer crispy Captain Crunch. I love how it says, probably not the best way to settle a petty grievance. I mean, you know, we think it's petty, but to Dwayne Barry Smith, it wasn't petty. Yeah. <laughs> and only in Alabama, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This could happen in a lot of places. I mean, I guess. texture's a big, we talk about a lot of the show. For texture's, sure, for texture's sure. a big thing. And if you're like waking up and looking forward to it. You're right. You're you're waking up. You're like, yeah, I got Captain Crunch. I'm going to eat some with some And milk. he makes a good point. Like proper open cereal care is an important thing. Like it says the roommate in, uh, in question just ripped the bag open. You know, you got to refold the plastic over and, you know, carefully tuck that little cardboard flap over the thing yeah of course because if not the air is going to get in there and you're left with stale cap and crunch so it just resulted in this i love the way that they also worded it um yeah unfortunately one alabama man found out the hard way that if you let another man's cap and crunch turn stale you're probably gonna catch these hands <laughs> <laughs> it does say though too the the um the offender 
the the guy who laid down the beat down, he is missing some teeth. Oh, I see. I feel for him more now because I, I get it. Yeah, you have to wait. Like, what are you going to do? Wait for it to get soggy? That's the only way you can do it. So incident, usually this incident would prompt a little more than a passive-aggressive note, but Smith's missing teeth and subsequent difficult eating stale cereal led him to take particular umbrage <laughs> to this offense. <laughs> Oh man, I really feel you know. I, mean, I work in teeth, and so I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I see why he did it. I mean, we're. I'm not saying it's justified, <laughs> but I yeah. understand why. <laughs> I mean, cereal's an important thing. I myself no longer eat cereal for breakfast. It's like a dessert thing for me when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would be bummed, especially because I've actually done this to myself multiple times, where like I'll be negligent of my cereal box. I'll not seal it the right way, and I'll come back in that first bite. I just feel like I played myself. So I wonder if Dwayne is going to get rid... I'm sure this roommate has to move out now. Yeah. And and now... Maybe he can't get cereal ever again. And, he's scarred. Well, not just that, but like now anyone moving in, I wonder if he's going to take precautions and have like chip bags. <laughs> I mean, uh, bag clips now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I have a food saver, reseal it. There you go. <laughs> oh, because uh, the, the off-brand ones come in the big plastic bags, not in the cardboard mm -hmm. box. So that's I think that takes even more care because it could overflow easily. So you have to make sure everything's sealed. I feel for you, Dwayne. I'm sorry, my dude. Sorry it came to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I'm big on my texture. But this is a huge lesson for anyone about to move in with you. Cereal is a serious thing. <laughs> Don't be a, a cereal offender. <laughs> or hayuk, cer hayuk. Cereal killer. <laughs> cereal killer. <laughs> Don't be a cereal killer. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> we're done with this. Yeah, we we're have out. to be. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> Our special guest here today is Miguel Escobedo, a.k.a. Al Pastor Papi. Hey. All over your body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else listeners can find you by besides Al Pastor Papi? Well, right now you can find me on my personal IG, which is Miguel E415, or at Al Pastor Papi415. Also on Facebook, Alpastor Papi four one five. Love oh, it. That's so concise. I got it covered. There's nice. a there's a theme going on. Alpastor. Yes. And four one five. Four one five. And a little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget the papi. <laughs> so Miguel, how did you get started with food? I when mean, I was besides born, just eating it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was this and you needed food cord. to live. <laughs> you know, my family's been in the restaurant business in the Bay Area. It's crazy, dude. It's the craziest story you've ever heard. There's this little ass town by Guadalajara, Mexico. It's like a little pueblo, right? And out of that town came out like 10 super successful restaurateurs. And now when you go back to that town, it's got, it's like plush living. It's crazy. In Guadalajara. In, in near Guadalajara. Okay. It's called Cuautla, Jalisco. Shout out to Cuautla, Jalisco. That's where my mom was born. So one of those restaurants that came out of there was Celia's Restaurant. Celia is my great aunt. Oh, wow. So Celia's, there's about 14 in the Bay Area right now. And that's where I trained. So it started in Guadalajara. And now they have branches well, no, here in the, the Bay. The people were born there, but they all came to the United States. And then, you know, actually a lot of them during the Bracero program to work the fields. And during that time, my aunt started doing a... They had a coffee shop, and then my great aunt Celia would make my great uncle Perfecto just lunch. A couple that's of a, also that's an awesome name. Yeah. Perfecto <laughs> yeah. is an amazing name. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Sorry, go and on. So 
the customers were like, yo, man, I want to try some of that. And that looks good. All right, we'll come back tomorrow. I'll bring some enchiladas. And Celia's was born out of that. And this is here in the Bay Area? This or... is on Judah. Oh, okay. And this is like 50 years ago. Okay. Crazy. So out of that, my uncles opened up more Celia's restaurants. And then uh, out of Celia's came Papalote. So I was born into it. I had no choice. My first <laughs> job was busboy, you know, dishwasher at Celia's in San Rafael. And so I always liked the restaurant business. I always liked the industry, the work, the behind the scenes, all that. And I love working with food. My mom was a baker more than anything. My dad was a really cool cook. He just liked to experiment and make stuff. And so I was inspired by both. Has um, every generation uh, worked in the restaurant? I think so, yeah. Some opted out mm -hmm. and some just kind of kept it going. A lot of my cousins now own like the Celia's in Daly City, Fernando and Raph. Oh man, I'm going to have to check it out. I haven't been to any of the Celia's. Yeah, Celia's is pretty bomb. It's, it's pretty bomb. Crazy Juan Reyes says it's two yeah, thumbs up. He knows, <laughs> he knows what's up. <clears throat> a lot of cheese going on. It's dope. It's kind of like a mix between Mexican food and like a little Tex-Mex, you know, the crunchy tacos and uh -huh. all that. But it's really like comfort food. It's just a big-ass plate with hella beans and cheese and then the crunchy stuff, you know. I you like can, it. That's everything that I like. I mean, we like sense. texture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then uh, my brother and I decided to start a new thing called Papalote. You might have heard about it. Yeah. You might have seen it. It started in 1999. So it would be our 19th year, if my math is correct, in March. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> impressive being that things here now are so temporary or so kind of quick. So anything that's kind of had the longevity in the Bay Area is something to be celebrated. Yeah, well, sure. a lot of people don't have the roots. You know, they have the idea. They're like, oh, there's a lot of hungry people with money. Let's uh, open up a fancy place and do, uh, you know, this and that. But it's an idea. They don't know how to do it or what it takes. So they don't last, you know. Mm. It takes a lot of things to make these things go. So give a, a brief history of Papalote. So it started as salsa? Papalote or? started in 1999 as uh, one place in the mission, a taqueria or a burrito spot. We're not really a taqueria. We actually, fun fact, we didn't have tacos when we opened Papalote. Oh, really? So, so burrito, it was strictly yeah, it burritos. Was just burritos and quesadillas. And it was kind of uh, inspired by... I went to uh, City College in Santa Barbara, and there's this place near UC called Freebirds. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had never it. been, but I've heard of it. If you've ever partied in Santa Barbara, you know about Freebirds. And it, <laughs> Shout it's out not to Freebirds. Very, yeah, it's not very uh, authentic, but it did have really fresh food and a very clean, simple concept. And that I always uh, carried that with me. So we went for that approach when I was asked to create the menu. So what? Papalote. So what was kind of the climate of? Taquerism, burrito places back in 1999. Well, you know, it's funny because there were so many. All the OGs, you know, La Taqueria, mm -hmm. uh, Farolito, uh, Toro, um, La Cumbre, Pancho Villa, and so on. But I kind of feel like they're all doing the same thing. Somehow, you know, they have their differences for sure, but it's kind of like the same thing. So instead of competing with 40 taquerias, we're really competing with one concept. For burritos. Uh, just the same menu with different twists all over the mission. And me, I was born in Mexico City, and in Mexico City, it, you'll find street tacos and the fanciest shit you've ever eaten in your life like michelin rated you know like super fancy restaurants can we swear yeah know. you're good you're good i that got to visit mexico city for the first time a few months ago oh, and i was dope. amazed it's amazing and i think i love it's it more amazing than ever like the restaurants the 
the museums, dude, you can spend a week going to different museums, Frida Kahlo. Yeah, every, totally. You know, every, everyone has some dope art there, and um, every it's dope. It's a dope city. Sometimes you feel like you're in Europe, you know, because of the old. Buildings. Every time it comes up, it makes me more bummed I haven't gone yet. Yeah, you got to go, yeah. man. I heard yeah. for food, though, too. Uh, Oaxaca's where it's at more for Oaxaca, food. Oaxaca, uh, they do their thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Puebla does their thing, and Guadalajara does their thing. and But Mexico City can get, I feel like, great street food, the birthplace of Al Pastor, and mm-hmm. amazing restaurants. And, and it's crazy. I've been to Mexico City with Shortcut. We did a gig there. Then I went back one time and DJed for Los Racas, and then I went back recently to take a culinary class there at an institute for Al Pastor. And during all these times, I took those guys to get some Al Pastor, you know? So let's bring it back to the States. Yeah. Uh, you start Papalote with your brother. Where did um, Papalote come from? Like, what, is the, what does the name come from? Well, it's crazy because uh, we couldn't think of a name. And so we're like, damn, what should we do? And one of my brother's friends was doing the decorations. And his concept was to put kites on the ceiling and like a light on top of that. So it would shine down on the kites. The concept sounded amazing. He did it. It didn't work. It was horrible. (laughs) We're like, oh, shit, this looks horrible. (laughs) But the word for kite in Spanish is papalote. Oh. And so during no this whole thing, we kept saying, oh, I said papalote, no, I can put el papalote aquí porque, ooh, papalote. <laughs> and we're like, okay, let's think of a name now. Yeah, move that papalote over there. Papalote. I can't think of anything. Probably almost get tired of the word by that point. And then we're like, oh, shit. It just stuck. And the beauty of it is that at the beginning of our concept, or when I created the menu, I emphasized the grill. So we kind of recreated like an outdoor picnic, birthday type atmosphere that's very common in Mexico City, where you go out and have a cookout, you know, carne asada on the grill, the sun, and the kites, you know, flying out in the park, papalotes everywhere. So it super went with our concept and we're just like, it was right there the whole time. And so it's crazy how stuff happens, right? Yeah. Or you just arrive at those kind of conclusions. That's... I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the brand and had no idea of that whole backstory. Yeah, and still yeah. thought the branding itself looked beautiful. You know, I'm a yeah. designer and it always stuck out to me. So it's cool now to actually know that that's the backstory. Yeah, that's the backstory. So it's, it's still like personal to us. Yeah, it definitely gives it more of a connection. And like you were saying, a lot of the OG taquerias that are already in town kind of were doing their thing. And you kind of fell into your own of doing it in a way that yeah. no one's doing it yet almost sure. 20 years ago. Yep. And now you see a lot of tofu on the menus <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> But, you know, for me personally, I was trying to eat better, just be more conscious of what I'm putting in my mouth at the time. And so I didn't really want lard. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want all meat options. And here's the thing. I don't know. It's kind of like trivial, whatever. If you're vegan and you go to 90% of the taquerias in San Francisco and you ask for a rice and bean burrito because you're vegan, you're eating chicken broth and pork. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And you may know it. You may not. You just kind of don't think about it and you fuck it up. But <laughs> that's the that's the fact. So I was like, man, let's be more upfront about our ingredients and make a vegan rice, all vegan beans, and just kind of push the envelope on how fresh Mexican food could be, right? Make a proper vegan burrito. Yeah. <laughs> Seems common practice now, but probably again, like 20 years ago, no one was doing that unheard yet. Unheard of for burritos. There was one place called Maya that was kind of doing it on 16th and 
Guerrero that was kind of pushing the envelope a little bit and other places I heard something on Lower Haight Street but we kind of just made that happen and then with the feedback of the neighborhood we added more vegan stuff Sorizo which at first I was like hell no <laughs> I've had Sorizo and it's pretty good well, that's the thing this vegan girl came up to me that was a customer and appreciated our vegan options she was like yo have you ever had Sorizo and I was like Oh man, don't bring that <laughs> to me. Like, what, what, nah. year, what year was this? This was like in 2000. Oh know? wow. And I was like, what the hell is soy rizo? I was just like, nah, <laughs> blood. And she's like, when you eat chorizo, how do you eat it usually? I'm like, with eggs all day. That's this is how I get down with chorizo for mm-hmm. sure. She's like, okay. So the next day she brought scrambled eggs with soy rizo and she's like, try this. I'm like, oh snap. And it looked yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like, and okay, it tastes looks like and it one. tastes pretty. I grabbed my fire grilled corn tortilla and some salsa and made that happen. And I was like, "Yo, this is delicious." I mm-hmm. mean, I can have this and not eat chorizo. I'm down. Like, I feel like you don't miss the meat at you all. Don't miss because the, the flavors it. there. We've had vegans return the burrito. Like, yo, you actually put ground beef in my <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, I yeah. asked for chorizo. Like, that, that is chorizo. Like, what? In a way, that's kind of like a compliment then. No, that's, yeah, that's, it's so convincing. That's the it's, goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make them return it. That was funny. Yeah, that's, that's pretty hilarious. cool. So, I mean, speaking about salsa, you may have seen the Papalote salsa in stores if you're in the Bay Area, or how far is it's, it available? I don't know. It's in around 400 stores now uh, in the West Coast, including California, uh, Northern California, I should say. I think some parts of Hawaii, maybe uh, Portland, Seattle, but mainly Whole Foods and Safeway in California. Yeah, as I said, very distinct, than- very distinct jar. So how did it get to that point? Oh, man. The salsa business is no joke. The retail business, it's no joke. I always compare it to the music business. Like, if you have one hit single, like, that's nice, but you better come with an album and mm-hmm. promo and backing and videos and the sophomore album and you know awards because just to stand out a little bit and hopefully make it so it was the same thing like we had an awesome salsa like i remember when i first made it part of again like i want everything as fresh as possible every ingredient i'm gonna treat as best as i can and then bring them together in a special way which is what makes the salsa what it is you know, we made it and we would we'd put it in a mason jar in the fridge where the drinks are. That's it. Like, you want this? You want to take this home? Mason jar. Mm-hmm. We just made it here. So people would say, like, yo, man, you should sell this at the store. Like, nah, I mean. You want it to be fresh. We're not, we're not going to make it. Like, why would anyone buy this? I mean, people around here like it, but, you know, we can't go into that business. Mm-hmm. So come here if you want it. All right, cool. And then in 2008, we got a call from Food Network. Hey, we want you to be on Food Network. We're like, what? Okay. And they said it was the show about some shit like um, Brotherly Grub or some special for the holidays. And I was like, okay. So we just kind of played along. But How does that work? Like, did someone submit your name in or they just... No, you know, they do their research. Research. I mean, okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, We've won a bunch of like local best burrito things. Okay. Yeah, no big deal. And then... Uh, I mean, yeah, which is super dope. <laughs> I, you know, I'm pretty aggressive on the internets. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I was posting and the beauty of everything is that, you know, I'm a DJ and all my homies, their job is promotions. 
So we throw the logo on flyers. I would bring food to events. I would tell them, hey, if you have an artist, bring them through. We'll feed them for free, whatever, get some pictures. And a combination of so many things made that place what it is now. Like people were just talking about it. And I mean, the base of it is the food was really fresh and really good. Yeah, you can't do all those other things you said unless yeah, that I mean, base is there. That's just extra. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. gotta have the goods. So we got that call. We're doing the taping for the show, and out comes Bobby Flay. So you had we're no the, idea. We're in the, we had an idea, <laughs> but the production company was like, nah, this is just, you know, special. Oh, they were kind of tipped off, probably. I mean, that's the premise of the they show. Want, they want, like, a live Flay reaction. Yeah, they got to pounce you. Yeah, they got to yeah. pounce yeah. on you. So sure enough, he comes out, and we're, I'm like, oh, shit, this just got really <laughs> real. In front of me stands an Iron Chef, the most popular chef, probably, arguably, on Food Network, With challenging me. Yeah. And his forte is like Southwest yeah. Mexican. It's going to challenge my food on TV. So I was crapping my pants. As <laughs> but um, luckily I wore diapers that day. <laughs> yeah. So then we do the throwdown. And I'm just trying to think about the next move. I'm not thinking about anything else. Just don't mess it up. That's yeah. all that's on my head. Like, Make sure the food's proper. Don't say something stupid. So, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the judges come in. They taste the food. And then they're about to announce the winner. And it dawns on me like, wait, we probably will lose. But we might win? What? <laughs> so then we're B. Bobby Flay is A. And the lady says, and the winner is... And I froze. I froze so bad they had to redo that part. The oh, take. Really? Oh, the, no. the, the director's like, everyone's wow. like, Miguel, move. <laughs> Are you okay? Do something. You I, know what? I literally froze. I was just like, <laughs> and I froze. This is before I moved to the Bay. So I remember watching this at home in Sacramento. And uh, I'm just glad I know that little production yeah, right now. <laughs> she was crazy. And then they redid that in the B. And I was like, yeah. That's right. I dabbed. No, it was, that was way before time. the dab. Yeah, way <laughs> I did the Millie Rock. <laughs> or Soldier Boy dance might have been big back I then. I just did the Running Man. <laughs> that's timeless, timeless. The, the original. Bobby Flay was like, whoa, this house is really good. I want to take some home. Oh. And that sentence, I think it's on the jars. And so we're like, oh shit, Bobby Flay just said to the nation, this shit's really good. I want to take some home. So we're like, okay, maybe I think now, <laughs> now, now, now you the have ammunition a... to launch yeah. this shit to, to the stores and the rest is history. So earlier you talked about kind of when you were getting your salsa out to stores, you compared it a lot to DJing. How, how do you kind of correlate other things with what you do with this to DJing? Well, that's the thing. Like, to me, I just love meeting people and making connections. And the funny part is like, if my ass is standing on the sidewalk, right? Outside my restaurant, just standing outside of Papalote. And some lady walks by and I go like, hey, how are you? How's your day? She would probably run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like, just keep looking at her phone yeah, or something. Just, yeah. Yeah. Or, and tweet about it. But this random just, guy. Uh, this random dude. Millie rocking and dabbing in front of me. <laughs> if I go into the restaurant behind the counter and the same lady walks in and I go like, hey, how are you? How you doing? How was your day? She'll give me her pin code. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. super open. And, and that's why I like the restaurant business the beauty of food and you can connect with people and because it's the establishment they trust you and that's been the case though i mean i've been a busboy at celia's and been like hey como esta you know how was your day and they're like yo miguel yeah great and like you get to know people families i've seen kids that were born a day after we opened and now there's some grown-ass men you know like 18 years that's got to be a great feeling though it's nuts yeah it's nuts. that's awesome. it's to know you have that longevity yeah 
it's surreal and it's cool and and like you know I see customers that have been coming since day one and we've heard all the stories like uh, at our you know people's weddings and uh, just so many crazy cool stories before we had the salsa avail- available shelf stable when it was just the jar in the fridge some guy would come in buy like 10 jars oh, freeze wow. dry them <laughs> put them in a cooler and fly them to France wow Whoa. so at that point my salsa had traveled more than I had wow. you know what I'm saying <laughs> that's, that's insane um yeah, so that's the deal. So you did that Alpha Store Institution? I've been wanting to master the Alpha Store for a while, and I finally decided to be proactive. So here's the bombshell that I told you I was going to Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. We got we went on such a journey. I almost <laughs> forgot. So two weeks ago, I sold my half of Papa Monte so okay. to my brother. Okay, so it's still in the family. So it's still in the family. It's still, like, all the chefs are trained by me. I still, you know, everything's cool. I just, it was time for me to kind of do my own thing. Progress, yeah. yeah. And, like, evolve. And, you know, I feel like I did what I, my heart wanted to do and accomplish beyond what I even thought was going to happen there. I mean, I didn't think Kendrick Lamar who wrote the theme to this show <laughs> was going to eat at Papalote. He, he did? He was there. I got pictures on, oh, on wow. Facebook. But um, Kendrick Lamar was there. Miguel, the singer, was there. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. That was uh, pretty recent. He's actually, he actually likes that spot. Uh, my boy Boxkev is a good friend with him. So he's been to the spot, I think, of like 10 times ever since the beginning of his career. Um, we've had like all the OGs, Premier, Pete Rock, uh, man, KRS One, uh, Slick Rick. Well, I think KRS One's notorious vegetarian. I would think. Yeah, or well, vegan. He vegetarian because he would get the fish burrito. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. pescatarian. At Him some and points. his wife would get the fish burrito. Oh, okay. And they would try to like order and not, but I knew he was in town. And, like, yeah, two fish burritos. <laughs> man, come on. Like, man, I should. Uh, too bad we can't do that. And pretend like. Okay, I know it's you now. <laughs> I'd be like, what kind of beans would you like? He's like, black beans. I'm like, okay, your care is one. <laughs> For the fans out there, the black cops on. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's incredible that all these people have been to the restaurant, all the beat junkies, the triple thread, obviously. So I'm like, man. And then my nature is to be giving to my community, to give back, because I was so blessed. So I always give back. I volunteer at Glide. When shit hits a fan, I'm trying to... Lead by example and gather up the folks because I feel like I know a few folks from all the scenes. So I kind of like bring people bring together, them all together and let's just get down. And we did it for Standing Rock and for the Mexico earthquake mm-hmm. and for the Philippines. The Mexipino burrito was born for a benefit for the typhoon that happened around that time. Mm-hmm. That was the reason I created it. So we had benefits for that. So I'm like, man, I kind of feel like I did a bunch here. Let me just go on my quest to master this Alpa store thing. So my brother's now running Papalote, and I'm I'm in the kitchen, in the lab. The trenches. Yeah, like making this happen. I have a project that actually, this is the first place I will announce it, but um, there's like a new miniature golf course going in in San Francisco between the Giants Stadium and the new Warrior Stadium. And this miniature golf course that's going to open hopefully in the summer will be five, six permanent food stands, and I'll be one of them. Wow. Nice. The Apple Store Poppies. I think so. it's like same people with like Spark Social. It is. Spark it's, Social yeah. and um, uh, um, Soma Street. Street. Yeah. yeah. I don't mini golf that much, but I'll go for Apple Store. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it is like there's going to be mad publicity and. 
and attention for the, the miniature golf, but I also think that the buzz for this Apple store is just building like crazy. I mean, just so you mentioned before, like you're you're heavy on social media. You have people on their toes, yeah, like waiting are, for like, this. Ask me every day. And so I'm gonna lay back a little bit so that I don't you know, <laughs> and just work on it. And like I mentioned earlier, I found a class in Mexico City. This is a culinary institute and my first goal was to just go to Mexico City and go stand next to a guy in the street and just see what he does. Hang out with him. Game, you know? And I did some of that, but then on the Google search in Spanish, I found this, <laughs> yeah, El Google. El Google. I found the Instituto Gastromico de Mexico, and they did like, you can take, you know, like Culinary Academy, your whole diploma, or these one-day intensives. And they have, like, pan dulce, they have tamales, they have all these regional dishes, moles, salsas. But then they had al pastor. I'm like, yo! <laughs> I was bugging out. So I called and set it up, flew out there for a couple of days. I got a DJ gig with my Rasta homies in Mexico City. Win-win. So yeah, I spun, like, a all 45 vinyl reggae set which was super soothing to the soul and then the next day eight hour class on al pastor ending with the chef teacher feeding us all you can eat al pastor and i was just i was did you did you get close to 27 like the first time (laughs) that's the record that's the current leaderboard leaderboard that's that's gonna be unbreakable i went with los racas to to El Tizoncito when I was out there and I'm like yo 27 they're like let's go son I think we had like 11 (laughs) (laughs) like no 27 for all of us (laughs) not just me 27 pesos so after you've kind of gained all that knowledge and you're coming back with it how would you best define now what makes an amazing El Pastor the best thing I learned was not how but why oh and that was amazing and the chef that taught that class was so passionate about Mexican food he was like look these are the ingredients to the master al pastor recipe if you can't find these ingredients and you make something else good for you just don't call it al pastor oh wow okay so a lot of places will call it adobada yeah i've heard that which is al pastor but either not the original ingredients or not on the um vertical grill thing right okay the spit the spit so to me if it's not off the spit it's not al pastor and that's it. End of conversation. And I feel like San Francisco has been duped this whole time because <laughs> people are like, oh, my favorite al pastor is from Woo Woo Woo. But it's like, they don't got the spit. Pastor, it's adobada. What about the pineapple on top? Is that one of so the things? So I, I did another research on it. And some people say that the pineapple helps with the balance of the spice and the. And the I wonder about the caramelization. Well, the sugars? I thought that, but it's not. That. Oh, okay. It's mainly the balance for the spice, but also pineapple has an enzyme in it that really helps with protein digestion. And so it is believed that that was added to it because it was pork-based. And the marinade is meant more for preservation than flavor. And so since it was done so long ago and it's used to be made outdoors, then that's the purpose for both the pineapple and the marinade. So it made me understand Al Pastor a lot better. The other thing that was I was having a hard time with is the stacking technique. Yeah, I've and like, seen plenty of videos and I just my, my mouth just waters every time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and everyone has a different approach, but I just recently went to Las Vegas and people it, it blows my mind. Like I've been to Vegas many times 
Never for tacos. Who's going to go to Vegas for You're tacos? You're going for crab legs. You go for, yeah. You <laughs> and go prime for rib. Strip mall food. Yeah. <laughs> or strippers. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you go to gamble, you go to shows, whatever, with the boys, bachelor party, boo boo. Buffet. Buffet all day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wicked Spoon. But I'm then, a Bacchanal girl. Yeah, I went there. You know what? I went to Bacchanal when they opened, whatever it's called. Amazing. I was like, bye, Wicked Spoon. But then I went back this last time and I was like, uh, it's back to Wicked Spoon. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I digress. Somebody was telling me, yo, you gotta check El Gordo in in Vegas. I'm like, what? Oh, it looks like Fonrez has been. And my expectations were mega low. Because of Vegas, not being known for it. They ain't gonna know what's up. Sun. Fire. Fuego. I was just like, I mean, there was a th- three lines outside that place, Whoa, and the guy was the Uber guy was saying, "Oh, you're lucky; it's not that busy." <laughs> you're like, what? I was like, "What are you talking?" He's like, "Yeah, usually the lines like down the block, like way down, and you got a super wait." And I was like, "Yo!" So the most beautifulest thing happened. Like, I know I'm made for this, and I'm meant for this <laughs> because we waited in line probably for like half an hour. We got to the front. The the Al Pastor guy looks at me and and you were I was Randall. with Randall. Randall, yeah. He looks at us and says, "Well, I already spoke to him in Spanish." Like, okay, now He's like, "I'm sorry, but I have to do some maintenance on this spit. It's gonna take a while. <laughs> Please bear with me." And I was like, "All good, brother. Do your thing." And yo, I learned so much. You were like, "Yes, like, I can see like, this." Firsthand, how to maintain and operate high volume al pastor, and I was just going like, like so many questions. Like, were you were you were you wanting to take out your phone and start? Oh, you did. Audio. Send it to the cloud. That uh, man, and that's the beauty of it. Like, who could have who could have known? I couldn't have planned that. No. You know what I'm saying? Like the timing was so impeccable. It was crazy, and like. I had, I saw the guy how he restacked the thing and how he oh I learned I got so much game from yeah. him. <laughs> well, and then, I ate a hell of taco. <laughs> in the meantime, there's just a hell of people mad behind you. Yeah, they were all mad. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> what the hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah, why is he so happy because yeah, he's next? I was so happy. They probably just thought you were me. happy because you're next. Yeah. Nope. I was just like soaking up mad research. Man. Game, so Man, I really can't wait for your debut for this. Then by I'm the very by the excited, man. Will this be the first uh, venture where someone can come and get it? Yeah, it'll be like a place where you guys can come, line up, hopefully for half an hour. Oh, and, way longer, but this place will be there. <laughs> is there an the uh, ETA on when this is happening? Uh, they're shooting for May, late May, to open the whole thing up. I, you never know. The beauty of it is if I get everything lined up before, then I can do a bunch of pop-ups and stuff at the parks. Yeah. So we'll get it cracking, and I'm already practicing my stacking and my cutting, and there's so much to learn because I want to, I have to come out and and at least be as good as these homies. Yeah, for sure. Like the bar is high, but the beauty of it is that food can just be good, right? And Mm -hmm. I know it'll make it delicious. And I'll have my own uh, twist to not the Al Pastor. The Al Pastor, I'm going to come 100% pure. Mexico City, uh, all the ingredients. I might have to go to um, TJ like twice a month to get a, a certain kind of pepper. And I, and that's beautiful. 
Ooh, I got a good torture place down there. I got to tell you about after and this. And TJ? Yeah. And then, uh, so I'll have Ad Pastor on the spit and uh, the super authentic. And then I'm going to have adobada chicken, adobada uh, chuck, like beef, and adobada vegetables that includes cactus. Oh, Ooh, nopales. And nopales. Another pizza's here. And more pizza. <laughs> when you do the show, you got to go back to back. Yeah. Pizza's back to back. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, so excited. So excited. You know um, what's beautiful? I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys, but have you ever ordered that? Um, what's that app where you can buy like get stuff from the store? Shop Instacart. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. Have you ever gotten Instacart and Postmates? Like you call one and then you call the other. You forget about it and then they both show up at the same time. Son, that shit is the best. I've shit. never had that happen, but. <laughs> It sounds like it'd be It's happened really... a couple of times, and it's the most beautiful thing. Nice. <laughs> I suggest you aim for that. Well, as excited as you are for that, we probably are for these openings. So keep us posted on uh, what we can look at from again. Let me know if you need me to come test anything. All right. Yeah, we, we'll you keep posting about it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> but yeah, man, just follow me on Papi 415 on Facebook or Instagram. And, I, you know, in the meantime, I try to post all the funny stuff and... Just kind of connect with people and want to hear what you have to say. Or if you know of a place I have to hit up that's a pastor, please let me know because I'm looking for the cutty places. Yes. That's Somebody like. was telling me that this guy at Raider Tailgates does an al pastor spit only then and it's fire. So I'm a Niner fan. Have you, oh. have you found him yet? No, but my boy <laughs> knows him. So I might have to You're go. You're just going to go tailgate and just my like. Life. <laughs> And find wearing all my Niner stuff and go find Pastor Homeboy. What's um what's your next next destination on sampling of Pastor? Uh San Diego. San Diego. I'm gonna go to next. San Diego and then oddly enough, my boy Box Kev, who likes to travel, just had some fire at Pastor at, in New York. Really? And I hear that the outcry of shitty Mexican food in New York is finally being solved. And met Good to know. And satisfied. So there's like not bad tacos out there. So we'll see, you know. Definitely going to go back to Mexico City and really hit up the cutty spots and then um, see what happens from there. Exciting time for El Pastor. Can't wait. Set your alarm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, for you did, sure. You did my Sorry job. Sorry I didn't have much to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shy. You're shy. Did, did my job did my job for me. I was gonna ask where can we find you, but you got it covered. I got you. Perfect. Thank you. It's that time. What time it is? You know what time now. I'm not gonna go to that. <laughs> the most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called Saucin' on You. We name three food items. You gotta pick one. Two never have again. Dun, dun, dun. And uh we have our guest Miguel still here. Yeah. Alpha Star Papi. So, are you ready to drop something right now? Let's do it. So today, in honor of uh, you being here, in honor to our homie Satapana, who just had HWP with us the other day. All right. Um, it's going to be a hot sauce edition. Let's do it. So the options are oh Tapatio. Tapatio. Crystal. Cristal. And Sriracha. <laughs> sriracha. I was going to see how are you going <laughs> to olay the Sriracha. <laughs> sriracha. sriracha. You're gonna make it spicier because <laughs> these are all kind of milder sauces. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh man. Okay. Tapatio. 
Tapatio is kind of like a staple for a lot of people. Latin and not Latin. I mean, we have it with ceviche tostadas. That's like the one. Tapatio's, man, that's a, that's a big name right there. All right. Cristal. I feel like that's more like not as Latin. Maybe like an upgrade from the buffalo joint. <laughs> more Louisiana style, like gumbo. Get your fried chicken batter on style. I mean, catfish. Right. Yeah, catfish. Oh, all that. All right. And then sriracha. When I go to Shabu Shabu, and I try to go there often, I Got say, yo, man, I need a bowl of sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> like, bring me that first. <clears throat> True story. So, man, this is hard, but I think I know the answer. Yeah, I mean, you, you've hyped up each one. I don't know where you're going to go with this. All right. Well, then I'm going to tell you right now which one's got to go. Okay. All right. Tapatio Cristal. <laughs> or Siracha. <laughs> Alright. I think Siracha definitely stays. Ooh. That's no that's not going anywhere. Nope. So now it's down to Tapatio Crystal, right? Yeah, this is one of the most dramatic it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> crystal is good for champagne. No, it's Cristal. 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 <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> what are you smoking? All right. The one that's got to go. And I'm sorry, but it's Cristal. Mm. That's the one that's... I, it doesn't have to go, but it, if I had to it has choose, to today. It has to for this bit. It has yeah, to. Yeah, then Tapatio and Sriracha. And I'm oh, good. But I'm going to throw a side... A, a caveat. A caveat. And throw them all out for Papalote Sauce. Hey, that's hey. more than okay. That's more than okay. That's all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what's up. That's all a right. family joint. Man, that was that was so that's such a dramatic ride. Man, that was, that was a good that was a good question. We don't design it to be easy. We don't even have any. It, of the this whole stuff. point is where you're supposed to, you know, lose friendship. It's got to be a hard. It's got to be a hard well, choice. Some people, I'm sure, are gonna send me nasty emails, <laughs> and I'll take them. They're gonna tweet you. And I'm like, bruh, how you do cristal like that? <laughs> I don't even know what accent that was. <laughs> um, All right, it's Dime yeah. Pieces' turn. Obviously, sriracha's gotta stay. Gotta stay. Um, I remember a few years ago, there was a big sriracha potential shortage. I don't think there was ever a shortage, but the factory the factory in um, L.A. was possibly going to... Sh- so had to move or something yeah, Was like it over that. complaints of the smell, right? It was yeah, a complaint yeah, yeah, to the smell. The, and so, the, the potency of the peppers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Because it's so concentrated. I remember this happened during Christmas, and my friends and I did a ghetto white elephant where we had to spend $10 at the liquor store. Yes. That sounds amazing. Can Everyone we do that took again? turns going to the liquor store, had $10 to spend, whatever it is, and then uh, we wrapped it, and then uh, we had dinner at my house. And I remember I got like five bottles of sriracha <laughs> that day because it was like, oh, this is always sold at a liquor store. Yeah, you can get a lot of bottles of that for 10 bucks. But um, I remember getting five bottles of sriracha, and people were just like freaking out because it's like a potential, can't buy it. So there's so much emotional attachment now. I mean, I grew up eating it. Yeah. It goes in a lot of things. Um, so for sure, Sriracha is not leaving. Um, I'm t- kind of torn between Tapatio and Crystal. Cause Cristal. Cristal. <laughs> Cristal, I only really eat with fried chicken sometimes. Right, right, right. It's not all the time. It's really good, though. It's a great it's hot a sauce. great, like, vinegary kick. Super spicy. And you guys all know how much I love Popeyes. 
And I don't really eat Popeyes. We. Pop- we. We, <laughs> we love Popeyes. Especially on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't mind spending a little bit extra money to, to not deal with the riffraff uh, yeah. that lines up for us. Especially the one on Fillmore. I'm like, ah, I'm good. The one on, uh, on um, in the Mission, that one gets super crazy too. Yeah, yeah. So I actually think I'm going to get rid of Cristal. (laughs) Just because I don't need it always with fried chicken. And especially with Popeyes, I don't ever eat Cristal with it. Uh, Tapatio, I definitely use more often than Cristal. So I'm okay with getting rid of that. I I feel like Popeyes is kind of perfect the way it is and I don't need it. That's very true. Well... What about you? For myself, <laughs> I enjoy other hot sauces with more than just fried chicken, even though I love fried chicken. Because I, too, don't really need much with my Popeyes as well. Um, most of my friends that have hung out with me and stuff, they also know I'm very pro-Cholula. Ooh, Cholula's... So that's my caveat, the fact that... The bottle. My, my, yeah, the little wooden knob. Uh, the garlic one is, like, my jam. Almost because of my love for Cholula and disdain for Tapatio as a as a backside, that's why for me Tapatio goes. Oh man! Because <laughs> I mean, when I've when I've had them both next to each other, Cholula has so much more flavor to me. It's got a little more richness to it. It's got more back, and it makes for me Tapatio feel more one noted. Okay. And you know, I recently went to New Orleans for the first time, and I'd always loved Crystal, but that like re-fortified my love for it just yeah, because also it. again all my choices today are out of hate because I dislike Tabasco so Here's much because <laughs> Crystal is like the much more flavorful of course and, concentr- yeah. and like direct Tabasco because for me Tabasco is just straight vinegar like I don't get any Pretty spice no, no. it just it just is one noted and when I have Crystal you got me messed up with it now <laughs> that's right, that's when, right. I crystal, now when I have Crystal when I have Crystal there's more than just vinegar although out of the three it's the most vinegary out of all of them it's got that but it's got so much more depth to it as well and again sriracha is i think for sure and so sriracha all day yeah that's the, day. that's the one we can all agree on it wasn't in any danger yeah so <laughs> sorry tapatio it's cholula gang for me over here there you go yeah that was, a, right. that was a painful one yeah because i love all no of pun them intended. yeah no they're not spicy i'm not even for spice yeah they're not, not spicy. for spice they're it's just flavor, well, flavor you know, sriracha, if, you, if you eat a whole bowl of it shabu shabu yes it's, it's hot potting. Yeah. You're hot potting. Yeah, in because of Jordan, like, I never had so many hot sauces in my life. He's, a uh, because of the hot ones and all these, oh, like, yeah, the thanks. sauces that you buy and you bring over and I, I'm that's forced to try. That's more post-provolone. Post-provolone. I, I'm just I'm, like, I'm forced just to try these and I'm like, I don't feel good. Like, <laughs> why are you making me eat this? I'm, my mouth hurts. I'm, I can't feel it now. You know what, now. though? Like, when I, I just went to Jamaica not too long ago and Ooh. that scotch bonnet. Yeah. Wow. What is that? I don't know what that it's is. It's like a, it's a pepper. Almost like um habanero pepper. Uh-huh. But they look similar. Yeah, they're in the same family. But it's maybe a little sweeter and hotter. It's just insane. And then the jerk chicken there, they make it with that. And so most jerk chicken in Jamaica is really spicy. spicy. Like, damn, son. But it's delicious. That's so what I'm there for. I I started like adding Scotch bonnet sauces or sa- sauce, whatever you call it, to the repertoire, if you will. Oh. Really good, really flavorful. That's a little secret there. Floral. Is there going to be um, new sauces for El Pastor Papi? You know what? Um, I'm really trying to keep it super authentic in this approach. So I'm not trying to come up with like this new sauce that's like something. I'm, I'm actually going to come out with a straight red and green. Mm-hmm. The green more um, 
typical of al pastor, al pastor. Mm-hmm. but what i am gonna have a lot of fun with is we're gonna have a couple of salad choices so you can have these proteins in a salad you know we gotta keep it california too <laughs> so for, for mexi back yeah so <laughs> exactly <laughs> I already know. But so I'm going to have fun with some of these salad dressings. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be cool. Fun of so we could maybe even see some scotch bonnet in there. Maybe, maybe. So, Stay tuned. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. That was super. Thanks. I didn't even know what to expect, and but I know that you guys are all some cool people and fun to be around with, so I knew it was going to be dope. You know, oh. game recognized game. Hi. Hey. The Bay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this wraps up episode 12. <sighs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, continuing, like, following our journey that... I don't know what we're doing. We're doing Who knows it. where it ends up, but yeah. we're, yeah, thanks for being here. Um, follow us on Instagram. Actually, go to our website. Yeah. We, we enjoyed it last show. I know, yeah. but, yeah. you know, it's, a, tell you it's, again. it's still a new thing. It's it's the it's the home base. Yeah. So, uh, sitdownbehungry.club. So, Club. follow all of our channels. Hit like and subscribe you'll find all the other sources on there <laughs> but yeah uh i'm still too full really to think about what i've got coming up but you've got some stuff coming up i got lots of things coming up a lot a lot a lot, a lot of things <laughs> so uh lunar new year is this weekend um and so i'm gonna have a lunar new year pop-up it's gonna be at trademark um copyright in soma and what's really special about this one is my family from LA is coming. So my mom, my sister, my brother, and my new sister-in-law are coming. And I, this is super touching for me because I usually spend this holiday alone. Um, I normally, I've only gone home during this holiday once because it's so close to Christmas and Thanksgiving. But it's like hard to justify It's hard to trip. like go again. And yeah. so I, uh, I did actually a couple years ago find a Vietnamese temple in the mission and I, you know, have, have found like another friend to go with me, but it's really, you know, lightweight celebration. And then last year I hosted, um, a new year dinner at my place uh, and I had a couple friends come over. So that was kind of cool, but this is different. My family's going to come. And so I'm going to do a brunch, uh, traditional bet pop-up. Um, and it's, a la carte style is going to start at 11 um, till sell out. Get here early. It's going to sell out. <laughs> uh, follow my Anchoy Bep IG for more info. Um, and yeah, I, I'm still testing things out. Um, I'm super pr- and I, I'm super proud of completing this. Um, so it's called Benthet and it's a New Year's. Um, it's, it's made specifically for New Year's um, in, in my family. No one's made it since my grandma. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, you told us when you were like testing this out, but I didn't know that little bit. So that's yeah, cool. no one in my family has attempted to make it because it is a laborious thing to do. Labor um, of love, for sure. And so, what's so significant? So, bent that it's uh, pork belly um, that's wrapped in mung bean, then sticky rice, and then rolled in banana leaves, and it's cooked for like eight hours. And so um, the importance of the rice is uh, basically going back to Vietnamese culture where rice is just a huge part of who we are. And so that signifies that. And the fact that like it's so labor intensive, it, it you have to do it, like your whole family gets together to do it. And so that's another sig- uh, significance of um, the new year of bringing everyone together and celebrating your culture. 
And so um, my grandma actually used to make it and people would buy it from her. Oh, wow. So she made it for everyone, essentially. And so when I told my mom I was going to do this and I sent her my plan for the menu, she assumed that I was going to buy the benthet. Oh, wow. And so I was like, no, like I ma- I literally make everything of what I serve. Yeah. And so I told her I made it. I was going to make it. And she was like, you're, she didn't say fucking, but I'm going to yeah. say, she, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I did it. It takes a couple days to prepare for it. And so when I did it, I uh, was very nervous to cut it because, you know, the cross-section is very important. Yeah, it's, and, and this is going to be the most, inst- like a more Instagrammed buntet than uh, other ones have been in the past because yeah. there was no Instagram. Yes, exactly. So I sliced it and I was like, fuck yes, it's in the middle. <laughs> like it's perfect in the middle. And I sent it to my mom and she was like, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. She's like, I can't believe you did it. And it turned out well. And she's like, how does it taste? I was like, mom, of course my flavor's down. <laughs> Never questioned the flavor. <laughs> but the technique of Man, rolling it. that's a good it, quotable. <laughs> Never question the flavor. Like the the technique of the rolling part. Like I, I couldn't, like if you see it, like, you, like I did a shitty job tying it. Because it's supposed to like have a nice design. But I don't know how to tie I tried so hard. I watched so many YouTube videos and I just couldn't get it right. Um... But I mean, that doesn't affect the taste or, or how it's rolled, but it, you know, it just doesn't look as nice, but pretty happy at how it turned out. And I'm still testing some things and, but super excited. If you guys have time, do not have, time. have t- if you don't have plans already, come to uh, trademark this Saturday after 11. My mom will be there. Chavid's mom, uh, Patrick Aguilar.com. From, from show four. It's going to be a mom summit. Be there. Um, shout out to Kat for creating the flyer. Um, there's this game. She killed it. There's this game called Baku Kapka, which is um, it's it's a gambling game. Yeah. Um, you you bet on these circles with an animal, and you roll three dice, and then if it lands on your dice, um, the house pays you, but the house always wins. Oh. <laughs> um, so Kat illustrated this flyer, and people are going nuts over it. Yeah. No one has made a modern version of this game, and Kat killed it. And so her um, print. It's gonna be. There's. I think there's. It's limited edition to 80 of them. It's gonna be signed. I thought it was 50. Might even be more limited. I think she 80. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I might be wrong. Mm. We'll double check on that. Um, we're gonna sell at the pop up, um, so you can do that. I will have my VSOP pins available. Um, but yeah, just so you can get a preview of what we're eating or what you're gonna be eating. It's gonna be the benthet, um, shrimp and pork egg rolls. Um, I I'm really addicted to this salad. I ate it for the I ate it um, when I was home for Thanksgiving, and my aunt showed me how to make it. But it's a young jackfruit lotus seed uh, chicken salad, and so for the New Year, it's very typical for us to have uh, uh, boiled chicken. So this is my way of incorporating the chicken and having a salad option because there's a lot of pork things going on. <laughs> <laughs> Caramelized pork belly with quail eggs. I, I switch it over, put quail eggs just because it's cuter. Yeah, better and, for Instagram. And, I, and you know, for the gram. Yeah. And um, uh, and then also we always have really fresh fruit for the new year. So I'm creating kambat, which is uh, freshly squeezed orange juice, and yangnyeok, um, which is a, a longan, which is similar to a li- like a lychee. I've made those two into... I guess the inspiration is an otter pop. I don't want to call it an otter pop because we'll it's, an, it's an anchoy pop. Yeah, we'll come up with a cooler name by the time Saturday <laughs> comes. 
So uh, that and then um, ben, ben Chan Nung, which is like a bonus. I did it as an add-on because it's a pain in the butt to make. And so I'm hoping that not everyone orders it. So that's not going to be part of the set, but you can get it if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll have the game available to play. Um, you know, the bar is fully open, so drinks and... They've got a great patio. Great patio. Um, there's some ski ball in the back. Someone getting... who wants to battle me, oh, let me know because well, I'm pretty good at it. Only if you get angry, though. Yeah, you can well, only... I'm really good. So don't make me well, make me angry if you want to. The challenge. Challenge, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. We'll see you there. See you there. And Hopefully. Yeah. I hope so. And we'll see these Sam's Onion Rings in a little bit, too. Yes, excited for Sam's. Yay. Fucking cereal. Fucking Dwayne. Oh, what? what does this guy look like? I need to know. <laughs>